You're listening to Mind Labs, an open platform for artists on Sheffield Live. For more information, visit www.mindlabs.co.uk. Deciphering the City, Notes of a Walker, Helen Bledgerman, for Radio Sheffield Live. Fourth Stop, Salter Lane Campus, 16th of February 2011. My name is Helen Bledgerman. I was born in Mexico City and have lived in Sheffield for four years. At this point of my stay, I still feel that I haven't found or grabbed in my hands the tangible essence of the ever-changing city of Sheffield. I wonder if a metropolis is at all something one could decipher, and if it is, how to discover the center of its real essence. Is the truth of a city based on its history, or does it lie in its own present? Perhaps it becomes projected onto what others perceive, or it is reflected in what it inspires in others. The city can be only explained in terms of social action, Julie Meyer said in her paper The Stranger and the City. And she added, the concept of the stranger seems essential for understanding the orientation and determination of such action. So, in those terms, would it be possible to decipher a metropolis through the notes of a stranger? In an attempt to answer these questions, I have initiated a search for the soul of the city of Sheffield. I have been walking and stopping in places. I started in a recreational ground located in one of the most western frontiers of Sheffield, walked and stopped by the train station, and then felt magnetized to approach a city farm. Actually, all these places have given me clues to come closer to understanding how to decipher the city. But now, I will embark into my fourth stop. As before, I will bring with me my impressions and reflections and we will broadcast them over the radio. In this way, all the notes will slowly return to the urban landscape, where I believe they truly belong. of Sheffield Hallam University. Now, the city centre campus is the house for most of the university departments, including art and design. But from the 70s to a couple of years ago, art and design department was quite distant from the city centre. That department was located in Salter Lane. Then the buildings of that campus were sold and the demolition of most of them completed some months ago. Now, I will be catching a bus to go and visit the site for the first time after the demolition. I am walking uh, to catch my bus and uh, I am actually a little bit nervous to see the site because I spent there two very beautiful years as a student and actually for the first time as a foreigner, um, where my world started opening in, in also different ways. As I said now, the department uh, is based in city center. 
and it wasn't an easy move for the students that started in Salter Lane. Oh, sorry, I'm in a rush. No sorry. Worries, <laughs> People ask, asking help for charities in the very center of city center. Sorry. I see many people talking to their mobiles, so then I don't feel that weird just talking in the middle of city center. I think the bus 82 or 88 will take me to, to Banner Cross so I can cross to, to Salterlin. I'm on the bus. Uh, and I don't know what's that alarm. God. One driver smiles to another one from the street to the bus. It's, uh, it's one of the things I like about Sheffield, the, the friendliness of the people. Thank you, driver. I am walking to Banner Cross to sharp left and start walking to Soldier Lane. my art school where I learned about artists like Duchamp, Christian Boltanski, Santiago Sierra and, and many many others. Actually, actually the place where I started for the first time thinking critically apart from my my own psychoanalysis. I used to live close by every day every day for two years I walked 25 minutes from my little attic in Netheredge to my my school at the beginning feeling really insecure because of my English for the first time part of an institution as a foreigner um, it wasn't easy and then all the students had kind of the same background in terms of art and I didn't I learned a lot uh, 
I felt I needed to catch up with everybody uh, and hopefully I think I did speechless uh, well certainly demolished uh, the entrance the the road that normally that used to take us to the buildings is the same but it looks very empty very nothing it be possible to feel so much presence in, in, in an absence it reminds me actually when my father died and, uh, and I, I was an adult already but for a while I kept thinking where has he gone how, how did it happen that he just disappeared I suppose sometimes it is unthinkable that things and people just change and disappear or, or change meaning. God, certainly today's stop is different than the previous ones. In contrast uh, to the others, uh, now I am in a known place. I'm standing in front of what was my art school, in front of, in front of what Salter Lane campus was. Actually, I was part of the last generation graduating here before the campus moved to the city center. I remember it was a, a lovely show actually called Exit. And certainly it was the, the exit of the campus. The only thing that is standing up is one building um, that I suppose it is listed and it was kept untouched and it looks empty, uninhabited, in the center of the empty site. It's like an inhabited island in the center of the ocean of little rocks. That was our art and media library. And uh, I remember when, when I first came in that library some years ago, I remember crying a little bit. Just to be in front of the material, the books that it had. Now the building is empty. And I know before being our art and media library, it was Sheffield Art College, I believe. Before that, it was used by the army uh, in the Second World War. And before that, it was the blue school for boys, a school for orphan kids. And I know this building was uh, 
constructed on top of a stone quarry and, and I imagine if there are similarities in that stone quarry and what I'm looking at today it feels like this uninhabited only deserted building the survivor is waiting for its new identity for its new use that I am sure it will it will be related to our contemporary values what leaves me like flabbergasted is the intangible power of absence I could almost say that not having access to look at the buildings something like urges me to remember them much stronger their presence it's much more solid I'm standing in front of a demolition and nothing gives a signal of the building's existence. Could be that the memories one keeps about a place stay like frozen in our minds and when we arrive again at that site we realize that everything kept changing, us being there or not. Maybe due to the nature of these fixed memories we cannot understand that reality flows alive and changeable all the time or maybe when an object person or place stops existing the frozen memory revives and lives in us with all its strength I, I feel as this empty space is powerfully revealing in my mind the emotions the school evoked That makes me think maybe maybe then one way to become closer to the essence of the city could be done through attending what is absent. Like, uh, for example, if I write the word trusting, we know that it will never become the feeling of actually trusting because the word refers, describes, but at, as it describes, it kills a little bit in terms of it becomes intellectual, not anymore an emotion, isn't it? So maybe, maybe matter as well as language, they are just symbols of thoughts and feelings. Surely in that way this field of rocks that is no longer a campus activates in me and sets free the affection I gain through the experience in there. So let's say with, with this same reflection, I believe that the foreigner may have an interesting viewpoint to understand the core of a city because the outsider lives continuously within an absence, a desynchronicity, if I know that. Uh, as a foreigner, I live within a constant otherness, belonging and not belonging at the same time. As a Mexican in the UK, I am now nurtured by new English references, but I will never be English. Living here, I, I've, I stopped exchanging directly Mexican references, but for 35 years I lived intertwined in them. Now I live with my native background, how I see the world, myself and others, but in an English context, hence the desynchronicity. I, I have new friends, but not old ones. I have a new family, but not my old family, hence belonging and not belonging at the same time. So I think because of this disjunction, this continual disjunction, the status of the stranger gives, I believe, like a fresh possibility to critique and explore the city. 
The physicality of the school that brought me as a student to England in the first place doesn't exist anymore. And I believe then, more than the actual deciphering of the urban substance, when, when I started this work, I was setting me into the deciphering of my own self and my relationship with the city as a stranger. Being an art student here converted me uh, not just into a foreigner, but made me live amongst foreigners, amongst the others, the other English, the other Chinese, the other French. And I suppose I realized then, especially in this city, that the one stranger is surrounded by many strangers. On the one hand, by the local others, me, a Mexican amongst English people, and on the other hand, by the foreigner others, me, a Mexican amongst other nationalities. The cities are multicultural, changeable, non-static, not still, with fast velocities. Some years ago, I suppose, cities grew up in an industrial speed. But now the urban landscapes and structures develop virtually even and collaterally at the rhythm of our technologies and social networks. So, if the metropolis is naturally changeable, how to start a critique or find its center? I wonder if I embracing our own otherness, our own strangeness, we could put ourselves in a better place with more distance to find and critique the urban soul. Perhaps, in these terms, we become closer to the substance of a city through the relationship with the other, and I mean the other in the streets, those that seem irrelevant in our life, those that now are here but later are not, those that are really walking by. Maybe we can discern the metropolis through all those that seem to be the extras in our film. Could we perhaps penetrate into the urban warmth through the ephemeral eye contact between a person coming and another going? Or through the contact between oneself and the one that sells, let's say, the big issue on the corner? So I think maybe the backbone of the, of the city lies in the center of the touch between any stranger and another. The, like, let's say the encounter with the extra that is always about to disappear, just obeying its nature. Being in front of this uh, absence, I understand that it was nothing really but matter. Salter Lane, like anything else, didn't have itself emotive or intellectual qualities. Those qualities were produced within the people inhabiting the place, or in this case within me. In that sense, no feeling happened outside my mind. I see, the, the building was demolished, but the emotions that the building evoke are still alive in me, with and without matter. But when I disappear, the sensations will disappear with me. But the metal, the concrete, the spaces, the desks, rooms, canteen, entrance, the mix of physical elements had the power to activate in me the feelings that I experience here. We empower the things, don't we? Like reminders, like souvenirs of the experience. We empower the things and they bounce back the feelings. This, let's say this is our agreement between mind and things, where it seems that the mind sets the rules, but later the things actually rule, mostly in this, our world. So, 
What happens then in that sense with the city that evokes so many different emotions and changes so quickly? Is it possible to understand something that transforms so rapidly? Maybe the very essence of the city doesn't change like the stable and still eye of a hurricane. But I wonder if it is easier to discern the countryside because it changes slowly and we know what it is changing to. And I wonder if it is easier to fathom the countryside because the city is too much of a reflection of ourselves. God, my fourth stop, Salter Lane Campus, after, after the demolition. A visit on the one hand sad because the building does not and will not exist anymore but on the other hand inspiring as it had activated in me the intensity of its particular substance that now I know to be almost immortal.